Thank you so much. And that's not Jeff on the drums. That's Nick. Said hello, everybody in the band, and congratulations on the beautiful flower dedication. I agree with that 100%. What a beautiful music experience we have when we come to the Center for Spiritual Living in Santa Rosa. Good morning. Oliver Wendell Holmes is a Supreme Court justice recognized for his service, his long services among those that served for a very long time, and he had these opinions on civil liberties that very highly quoted um, throughout time. And he said this that relates to our topic this morning. I find the greatest thing in this world is not so much where we stand, but in what direction we are heading. To reach the port of heaven, we must sail sometimes with the wind and sometimes against it. But we must sail, not drift or lie at anchor. Mm. There's the question for us today. Where are you going in your life? Where are you headed? And consider that a ship at anchor may be safe, but that is not what ships are made for. So our focus today is to ask not only the question, where am I going in my life, but what is stopping me from picking up anchor, letting go of the shore, the safety of the harbor, and sailing into the newness of what life might be for me. Well, letting go is complicated. Yeah. It's different things to different people. For some, it means letting go of an unhealthy habit or an obsession. For some, it may mean letting go of a relationship that has been complete for some time. To others, it may mean letting go of a memory or an attitude or an identity or a way of being or certain kind of body mobility. There are all kinds of things that can be let go of, and some of them serve as blocks that get in the way of moving into and embracing newness in life when we attached to them. Now, if any of this is true for you or stimulating, I invite you to consider this acronym, ICOT. Say that with me so you can remember it later. ICOT. It stands for I, imagination, C, commitment, O, openness, and T, trust. So let's dive in. Imagination. Use your imagination to answer the question, where am I headed? Or where am I going? Because you may not know yet, and it's okay if you don't know yet. We can start, if we don't know yet, by asking the question, how do I want to, how do I imagine I would feel when I get to wherever there is? And if you do have a very clear idea of where you want to go next in life, but you're concerned about what other people may think, or you don't know how it can possibly happen, then think about all of the good and fine ideas in history that were based on ideas that were thought impossible at the time. From the airplane to the sewing machine. From space travel to inoculation. 
Benjamin Franklin's electricity, Bell's telephone, even the submarine. So note to self, don't deny myself the joy of imagination just because I don't know how. It will come to pass. Note to self, don't let my vision be connected to what I've always been able to do in the past or to what other people believe is possible or impossible. Just ask the question. Dream a little. You know, we did not know how we were going to afford this building. We did not know how we were going to turn it into our spiritual home with everything that had to be done. We did not know anything about the logistics of construction. We also didn't know how we would make it through the pandemic. But we had a vision for how it would feel when we got here. No one may know how the newness in your life will come to pass. And so your, your vision for yourself can't depend on what others have been able to achieve. But here is what it must be, I think. It must be stirring and soulful and important to you. And it must come from within your heart. It must come from that center within, the place that knows. We sang about it in the song. The place, the seat of compassion and loving kindness, that place where you are connected to all that is, the place that respects the interconnectedness of all life. In other words, from the place of respect, loving kindness, not from the place of selfishness and greed. Nona Brooks was the mother of an, uh, a sister organization called Divine Science, and she gave some cautionary words for when it comes to having a vision, using your imagination for your greater good. She said this, That's, this is tough. There are those who say that every desire of humankind is a God-given desire and should be cherished. This does not ring true. It might have been if we had never turned our thinking away from our God selves, if we had remained true to principle, then every hope in our hearts would be worthy. Since we have departed in our thinking from our source, the inner impulse is not always a godly impulse. For example, the desire to get the business of another or what belongs to a neighbor. Is that a true impulse? No. And there are many similar conditions in the human heart. So, hence, the teaching that encourages us to formulate and concentrate until we get what we desire is a dangerous doctrine. The metaphysical movement has suffered from this very teaching. 
So let that be our caution when using our imagination to steep it in what is in the center of compassion in our hearts. Then the second part of ICOP, ICOP, is commitment. First, use the imagination to get a vision of the newness in your life and then get committed to it. And this can be the hard step. Because you may not have all of the information about how it will happen. And it's difficult to commit when you don't have all the details. And yet, this is exactly how life is. It's the way of things. Like buying a house with a, a variable interest mortgage, rate mortgage, no matter what anybody says to you, you don't really have a solid idea of what your payment's going to be. But you take a chance anyway and commit. Like having children. We don't have um, full disclosure of how they will turn out. But we take a chance anyway and commit. Like getting into a relationship. You never, ever have all the information about how it will go. But you take a chance and commit. Anyway, and there are many situations like that in life where we, we have to take a chance. We have to make the commitment knowing that there are unknowns and twists and turns. And then, after I say yes to the vision in my heart, after I commit to being present and available to it, that's when things start to shift and change in me. And that's when the currents of life start moving me in the direction of that vision. Now, what does commitment look like for you? I, I can say what it look like, looks like for me. Something like cultivating a positive mindset about the vision, thinking about it with possibility and favorability, connecting with people who support me in the vision, investing regular time for it. In other words, prioritizing activities that align with it, uh, regularly feeling the feeling of what it might be when it arrives, um, and acknowledging and celebrating uh, progress as it happens. That's what it might look like. And then, the most important part, the next part of the ICOP, is to stay open, open, open. Because you might have to adapt and shift and learn along the way, because... Things may not be revealed to us up front, but they will clear up along the road, and you have to be flexible with that as new information becomes available. Things may not be revealed up front, but it is the commitment to, it's the saying yes to the vision that draws out the necessary details. This is the way of things. Now, some of us may get stuck holding onto the shore. Perhaps we prefer to wait for certainty, for clear signs. And if that certainty is based on how we've always done it, we may stay stuck for a very long time. Because maybe the newness wants to come to us in a new way. And, and that's where the openness comes into play. Open means 
paying attention to the clues and the cues that life gives and then following up on them. Now, if you're one of those people that says often, I've already tried that. I've already read that. I've already done that. Then this might be your opportunity to practice opening up by shifting your awareness and paying attention to life. Because the next clue and the next cue might come in the lyric of a song. Or through a sign on a billboard. Or through a chance encounter. Or even an overheard conversation in the supermarket. So you might consider letting this next week be like a treasure hunt for you. And you might say to yourself frequently over the week, I'm open to the clues and cues of life. Try saying that with me. I am open to the cues and clues of life. You know, self-talk is very important. Talking about the cues and cues of life presenting themselves to us, a very, very famous quote from the writer Goethe wrote this. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back, always in effectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur when we commit to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issue from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents, meeting and material assistance, which no person could have dreamed would come their way. Whatever you can do, or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin now. One day, change it to day one. And then, we have to apply the fourth idea in ICOT. So, maybe you know what it is. Trust. So, use your imagination to get the vision. Commit by saying yes to it. Be open by paying attention to life's cues and clues and then trust. And I'll tell you why. Because you see, there comes a point where it seems like we have gone as far as we can, and then this space appears, this expanse, the place between what I can do and whatever the perceived destination is. And then trust is the element that comes into place over here, the stepping out. So here's a story that I tell frequently that illustrates this trust element very well. It goes like this. A tightrope walker demonstrates to a crowd that she can walk on a rope stretched across a canyon. When she returns the to the spectators, she asks, Do you believe that I can walk across the rope? Yes, they reply. Then she takes a wheelbarrow and walks across the rope, pushing it ahead of her, carefully to the other side and back. When she returns, she asks the delighted crowd, Do you believe I can walk across the rope, pushing a wheelbarrow ahead of me? Yes, 
they reply with growing excitement. Then she puts one of her friends in the wheelbarrow, and to the crowd's amazement and enjoyment, she conveys the friend safely across the canyon and back on the rope. The tightrope walker asks the crowds, Now, who would like to climb in the wheelbarrow and let me carry them across? Silence. That's the gap. Even though I may have watched her walk and complete the journey safely several times across the canyon and back, there remains a gap between my observation and my experience of it. Between my head and my heart, maybe we can say. It's the gap that people are talking about when they say they had to go out on a skinny limb, on a skinny branch, out on a limb where it's scary and uncertain. And I can't know if I'm going to make it safely across like the other passengers in the wheelbarrow. So I ask myself, what is it then that I am trusting in that moment when I decide? Well, I know what I am. I'm trusting, first of all, the call that comes from the center of my being. I'm remembering that phrase. It's not so much where I'm standing in life, but it's where I'm heading, I'm thinking about that. And I'm also considering that it is helpful and sane to be honest about the unknown element. Yep, there is a big I don't know in it. Now, I may still decide to climb into the wheelbarrow of life. (laughs) And when I make that decision, I may be trembling. And... If I fall, it's not because life rejected me or because I was bad or because I didn't have enough faith or because I didn't pray hard enough or because I didn't believe enough. If I fall, it's because sometimes people fall. Sometimes relationships change. Sometimes careers end, sometimes this or that. There's risk in the adventure called life. I know what else I can trust. I can trust goodness in the form of the people who help me get up when I fall. I know what else I can trust. I can trust the self within me, the place where I'm connected to all that is. You see, I don't believe in a a divine being that is kind of like a superintendent, like, you know, watching over things with a sort of random favoritism. No. I believe in the, call it intelligence, that runs through all life, and I think of it as being present and available everywhere in all people, in all beings, in all life, and in me, and I'm learning to tune into it and be more aware of it, tune into it, be more aware of it, to help me figure out when I should get into a wheelbarrow and when I should not. And when the feeling is clear enough that I should get in, it still often takes a tremendous amount of courage to let go and to set sail. Now, if ICOT and this message is making you feel more anxious than excited, (laughs) I want 
invite you to consider this poem by Sapphire Rose, which to me is like a giant breath of fresh air. It's like a sigh of relief every time I read it. It's entitled, She Let Go. And it goes like this. She let go. Without a thought or a word, she let go. She let go of the fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons, wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry. She just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date on a day timer. She made no public announcement or put an ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing like a leaf falling from a tree. She just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was what it is. And it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her. And the sun and the moon shone forevermore. So let us take a moment then to call to mind something in your life that you may feel is time to gently consider letting go of. And if it feels safe for you to do so, comfortable and safe to let your eyes close, then I invite you to do that. But if you're in that place where you may want to keep your eyes closed because it feels more comforting, I mean open, you can do that too. And then just listen to this exercise as if you're listening to a podcast. And then, eyes closed or open, use your imagination to move gently forward in time. Not very far. And without thinking how it is possible, imagine that you have safely and gently let go. You've arrived already on the other side of this situation. And then using your imagination, ask yourself, what does it feel like arriving there? Who am I in this state of having let go? And then identify yourself with that feeling as if you are considering it to be like a lighthouse, a beacon, a guide for your forward movement. 
there is only one life, or one intelligence that is in and through all things, that is the source of all creativity, and that is the seat of compassionate, creative kindness in all that is. And I am part of that, and it is in me as it is in each person here. And as we, through this prayer, tune into that self within, its nature reveals itself through our thoughts and our visions and our dreams for life. Today I'm realizing that it within me and within us is an infinite source of possibility, support, creativity, and guidance. And by tuning into it today and by using our beautiful imaginations, we are participating in the creative process. And so I let this moment in time be a blessing to me and I let the thoughts and feelings and visions stand as a guide for my forward motion in the world. I give thanks for this moment of insight and inspiration and I release this word of prayer to that aspect of the divine that we call the law, that which responds. And I invite you to complete this prayer with me by saying gently, and so it is.